Hello everyone, this is Will. This is Alex. Welcome back to another episode of They Mostly Come Out at Night. Mostly, baby. Uh, we back. Uh, sorry for the sorry impromptu for the, the brief hiatus. absence. Yeah. Um, you know, shit happens. Life happens. So Life happens to all of us. We shit to take care of. Sorry. Even to us. Yeah. Speaking you, of life and life things that you should do. Yes. Please don't forget. Go support us wherever you get your uh, podcasts. We're everywhere. Everywhere. So, Spotify, YouTube, please subscribe, like, whatever you gotta do. We appreciate it always. We love you. Yes, thank you. Thank you to all this uh, small but growing community. Thank we you really all. appreciate you. So, um, yeah, hopefully you've enjoyed listening to our previous episodes. We got another one. Um, while you wait, and we got another one now. Yeah. Yeah. And, and, a, and uh, a, kind of a big one, actually, to be honest. I mean, if you're like a... It... I mean, this is a very... Well, the first one is extremely popular. It's extremely popular, and this is uh, one of those movies that I guess people so. don't talk about, but people who know, know because I did recently see, fitting, fitting, um, I did very recently see, like, within the past two months that apparently Quentin Tarantino is a big fan of this movie. Um, I know Red Letter Media talked about this movie, and they also lo- lo- love this sequel. Yeah, it's good. I mean... You know, it's hard to take, well, this will kind of give you, it's hard to take like such an iconic movie. That everyone knows. That everyone knows. people who haven't seen it. Yeah. No. Well, and like there's like iconic scenes, there's like stuff that happens that everyone knows about. parodies and like, Um, yeah. So taking that iconic name and the icon, you probably know what we're alluding to, but taking. If you know the year. (laughs) Taking all that and taking that like, that just such an iconic piece of like film history and adapting a sequel to that like 23 years later yeah that's pretty nuts and so into a brand new literally a brand new era of filmmaking so if you haven't guessed it by now of course we're talking about psycho 2 yes psycho 2 um anthony perkins returns as uh as norman, norman bates, norman bates. He's fucking great in this um he really good in this um, and then i mean the person who played the um the sister in the yeah she's in, back in this she's a, she's back in this so there's like there's some returning characters so it is a continuation it's like a, a it, it is yeah it, it is, is literally that it's it, not a reboot it's, it's a, like it's like a soft reboot before they actually started becoming crazy well it's and an actual taking over horror as a whole now it's but an that's actual, a whole different discussion yeah. it's an actual sequel which i appreciate it's not I mean, well, no, it, I mean, yeah, it's, it's, and it's not a direct sequel. Like they even like mention in the movie that it's been like twenty, yeah, plus years. So it is like, so it's like present yeah. day. Uh, well, of I mean, of nineteen eighty three, yeah. obviously. But like, I don't know. I, again, this could be a whole other episode. But like, it, it's kind of weird because I'm so sick of like the new like, reboots, the and new like. like horror movie reboot where they like do a sequel to the one that was originally there i didn't realize that this had happened with the psycho yeah uh movies um because i'd never seen this and it's kind of crazy to see that like this is how you should be doing it this is uh no this is a fantastic sequel like like it, not... it, it holds up i it's really good if you want to see a movie that like not only does it respect its foundation 
and it respects its characters and all those things, but it also takes it into like a brand new direction. It's not just member berries. Yeah. It's a brand new film. Hell, like honestly, like it's, you could honestly watch this without really watching the first film, which is weird to think about. But well, you could. It, it does in some ways, so I guess we'll get into it. It does in some ways, like, show you kind of, like, it gives you, like, a brief recap of, like... All the things are mentioned. Yeah, so, like, you know that, like, our main character, Norman Bates, um, has a lot of mental health issues, and obviously. Result, and he's committed murders. Um, he's committed murders he's of, like, dubbed se- insane. seven people. Like, you get an idea of what happens. I mean, hell, the movie starts... With the, the with, shower scene. with the shower scene from the original Psycho, and then slowly converts into color. It's really cool how they do it because yeah. they like it's like you know it's showing the Bates Motel. It's all black and white. That you see the shower scene, the mm. f- the, the famous shower. Everyone scene knows, yeah. That everyone knows, even people who haven't seen uh, Psycho. And then it pans up to the Bates house, and then fades into color. And it's like now we're in 1983. And, like, shortly after that, you see, um, I guess we're just getting into it, but you see Norman. He's released. He's released uh, because he's getting off on, like, basically, they don't think he's, like, mentally mentally unstable anymore. And the the sister of the woman who died in the shower scene, um, the one who, in the first movie. She's, like, really pissed off. She's like, I can't believe you're doing this. He's still insane. Well, because she thinks she he should, like, basically get the death sentence yeah. and be institutionalized for the rest of his life. Yeah. Um, and so, but they're like, nah, let's just release him. But they release him, and they're going to take him back home. So he goes with his psychologist. Yeah. Um, they go back to the Bates Hotel. Which is now, like, it's under, someone else is running the um, motel, but he's going to go in his house and they, they set him up with a job. So it's like he's back and he's going to try and live a normal life. That's that's your setup. Which, listen, if you watched any horror movie ever or know anything about Psycho, you know shit does not go as planned. I will uh, say... Um, she gets pretty fucked up, actually. I will say, um, considering that if you've seen the first movie, you know what happened... They do a fucking really good job of making you. Well, this movie sympathetic. Well, I like how, like, they kind of. I like how everything's planned out, right? Yeah. It's very methodical because it. Oh yes. Because like, they, it's they don't, it's very well written. They don't like just like, like you know, burst into it yeah. like oh Norman Bates is killing people again or anything like that. Like no 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 no. There's a lot of intrigue. There's a lot of, like, mystery behind Tension. it. Um, like, you actually, like you said, like, you actually get a feel for maybe Norman has reformed. Maybe yeah. he is. They know, do. They, okay. they genuinely make a part of you sympathize. Car- well, and, and it's weird. It's weird to sympathize with Norman Bates because he's horrible. But that's... He's, a, he's like... Well, I mean, but... That's the key, though, of good... But I like it because filmmaking. they show like yes he is horrible, but also it's because he has so many like yeah. issues going on internally that he can't control. Yeah. So it's like, you know, yes he's a monster, mm. but by pure just like design. Well, plus it's like because yeah, I mean they they in this they reveal a little more of like how his 
he poisoned his mother and all this stuff. Well, but like it's kind of interesting because I think even in the norm, the first Psycho, they kind of try to humanize. Oh yeah, uh, Norman. Like he's not just like a monster. Yeah, he's like he is a human being that does horrific shit. So it's like. Yeah you know crazy it is crazy it thing. is weird like sympathizing with him i will be honest but well, it's also at, but because certain points in the movie you're just like okay yeah like i can well it's also because they you don't it's never clear cut like you are like watching this and you're like god damn like people are really fucking with him but that's like the first half of the yeah. movie because like you know they get him into this job he has a problem with someone else owning his hotel um, the guy basically turned it into like a, 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 you know, the motel. Yeah. Like a sleazy, drug like drug thing, house, yeah. like a pay by the hour, yeah. like where they can just come and go as they yeah. please. Um, but he like starts his job as like uh, a secondary cook mm-hmm. um, at this like small diner. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> he makes an acquaintance with like this girl there who's always getting like, she's, she's having issues with the boyfriend and she's kind of having issues with the job. And like, you can tell like immediately when he comes into the diner that like there's immediate tension kind of among some of the people. They're like, Oh, well, everyone's you. like very apprehensive yeah. because like, obviously it's they know small town, California. They, everyone in this town knows what he did. They know what's up. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so like the, the woman he meets in the diner who like is his coworker, is having problems with her boyfriend and they like just broke up and she gets kicked out of her living situation. So Norman (laughs) trying to like, I guess, reconcile things. Um, cause you can tell at this point he's actually really trying. Yeah. Um, he offers a hotel room Mm -hmm. or one of his motel rooms. And, um, and in your head, if you've seen the first movie, you already are like, Oh no. Well, yeah, because, I mean, again, like, it's psycho, so obviously they want you to think that way. Well, there's the whole, like, I mean, how his mother in the first one, even, I mean, they played through it in this one, how she, there's a whole thing about, like, how she, you know, she would hate him to have other girls around, and there's that whole, like, that's kind of what makes him snap. So you're immediately like, oh, oh boy. So, like, they go back to the motel, sorry, it's Bates Motel, right? Yeah. Okay, I I always get it like mixed up. It is up. motel, yes. Yes, because yeah. So I don't know why I always like fuck that one up <laughs> for some reason. I call it like hotel. I just motel. know motel because of the it's TV just like, show. It's just like interchangeable. Yeah. Uh, for me, for some reason. Um. So they go back to the motel and um like this sleazy guy, um like Norman is like checking the room to see if there's like fresh sheets on the bed. And the sleazy guy comes in and is like, whoa, like, why are you here? And, yeah. And she's like, Norman sent me in with the room. He's like, Norman, what do you mean? Like, yeah. th- this is like, I run this hotel. He's immediately getting I like, run this motel. See, I did it again. I run this motel. Yeah. And uh, he, um, and Norman finds like there's drugs in the room and all this stuff. And he t- tells her to go up to the house instead and basically fires the guy. Yeah. He fires him and then threatens him and says like, if he comes back. He'll tell the sheriff what's going on in this yeah. hotel. And the guy just like tells like, I know what you are. You're a fucking murderer, like all this stuff. Um Yeah, the guy's like pissed. And because he, he just lost his job, obviously. But And you know, she goes up to his house. They he they kinda walk around and like I love <laughs> there's so many like 
little bits of like almost dark humor where it's like because well, like like he poisoned the tea right of his mom mm-hmm. and when he opens the cupboard he see, they show you the the like little can of the poison tea and he kind of like looks at it it's like i don't know and he grabs the regular tea mm-hmm. or like he opens the the drawer and there's the fucking knife the the, the knife that he basically murdered everyone with well, <laughs> and it's like all these like, little bits of like everything's taunting yeah. him right because like you know his history yeah so it's like everything is like alluding yeah. to his past because he and... makes her a sandwich and he's like oh she's like don't you have some like cut it in half and he's like oh i don't there's no knives the thing that was weird for me is watching how awkward like uh, intentionally how yeah. intentionally awkward it was like watching this character adapt to normal life again yeah. like especially in the 80s because he's like he's so awkward like no, it's, norman it's is great. so fucking awkward the entire movie it's great it's fucking great like well and it also gives you a sense like yes he's awkward because he's trying to adapt but it also gives you a, a sense of like maybe he could snap at any moment yeah. Because it's like there's and it just builds that tension. Because like right now it's like he's awkward, but it's like he is trying to be normal. Mm-hmm. But obviously there's those little things taunting him, or how like you know he he won't go into the mother's room. And then he does go in there, and you see it's all like it's all covered up and all this stuff, and yeah. he just won't go in there because that's where the bad, the worst things happened in that room. Well, and like you know. He basically just stays on the ground floor of yeah. the of the house for like the first half, of the, yeah. like the first half of the movie. Like he takes her to bed. Um, he he t- gives her this room. Um, I don't know if it's later or right now, but there's like a scene where she goes in the shower, and immediately in your brain you're like, oh yeah, oh boy, um, because yeah, she goes in the shower and it's like literally filmed exactly like the shower scene in the first one literally mm-hmm. exactly the same right down to where like the camera pans around as she's in the shower and you, you looks at the wall and you see there's like a little spot where there's like a light just briefly flashes out of it yep and you see an eyeball just staring but then it like it tries to confuse you because you know it shows norman downstairs after well, she, she gets out she, she comes downstairs yeah because she like hears something and, and he's playing piano. Yeah, he's playing piano, so she goes back upstairs. She's like, oh, it's And nothing. goes to bed. Yeah. Um, so, like, you know, they say goodnight, back to the thing. So the next scene is basically he's working, and this... This scene d- is great. ...disgruntled... This um, is f- so fucking good. ...motel, the motel guy he mm-hmm. just fired... Um, Shows ...comes up. in, like, all drunk into the... Starts, uh, he starts hassling... Um, he's, yeah, he starts the lady, harassing the her. And basically saying, like, oh... Did you like basically insinuating that she slept with them? Like you slept with a psychopath and all this stuff? Yeah, it was like, oh, how was it? Oh, what's it like to sleep with a freak and stuff like, like that? Like all this shit and like, ah, oh, it's so great because like they they keep filming it in like this fucking like Dutch angle whenever it's showing him. And well, and of course Norman at the time is chopping lettuce with like a, with very, a very sharp knife, sharp, um, shiny knife, and it just keeps. Showing he just him keeps looking and, and like. I honestly thought he was gonna like cut himself and like see blood so and, or something like that, but and then the big thing is you see like because he they have like that little like um, circular like thing that has the orders for the kitchen it just flips around and you see like an order come through and it just says like 
Well, it says like something like "Don't let that whore Don't sleep let that whore in the house, house again. again." Like, yeah. love mom or something, and it just keeps getting closer and closer and closer as he's getting like more annoyed by this guy, and then finally he reaches the letter and like is like shocked by it and like knocks the chef into the, the fry, fry. Yeah. Like, well so he knocks like the baskets into the fry and like a bunch of it gets on the chef's arm and burns him and burns him and so like he goes out and he's like leave her alone he's like leave us alone like i don't i can't believe you did this and like the guy is like taunting him like come on look what are you gonna do and then you see like a cake He's like, oh, yeah, you want to do that? Go ahead and pick it up. And there's a knife there. Just He's like, go there. ahead and yeah. pick it up. Like, it's full-on taunting Norman Bates into stabbing him. <laughs> and, like, you know, uh, Norman, like, goes back into the kitchen, and the woman goes in to console him as the guy, like, is like, well, you just lost yeah. a customer. Like, you know. Lost, like, I'll never come back here and leaves. And, you know, the girl, like, thanks him. Like, thank you for standing up to me. Like, all this kind of stuff and they have this like oh i guess we should mention sorry we forgot to mention i guess it's a little important when he was when he was like seeing the guy at the motel before he fired him Mm. um the guy had mentioned that someone was like teenagers were going in and like sleeping sleeping messing around in the house the basement smoking dope and uh, like sleeping in the basement but they had kicked him out like every time they saw them yeah so i guess just a little foreshadowing there. Yeah. So, because that scene's coming up. Yeah. There's, um, and then this is when, like, she's, because initially she tells him, like, before this, she's like, oh, I, um, I found a friend in town that I can, like, st- stay over with. And he's like, oh, well, you know, like, I wish you'd stay, like, at the house. Because one of the reasons that he tells her to stay in the house is, like, he's like, well, I will, I need, I want company because well, I don't trust myself. Right. Like, there's so many bad memories associated with me being here. I, I need, like, another person here. Mm-hmm. Um, which is, again, it's, like, another thing where it's, like... Because initially, you're, like, oh, is there, like, something creepy going on? Is he, like, trying to, like, do something? Yeah, that's but it's what like, I mean. Part of you does think that, yeah, obviously. But then it's, like, oh, no. There's not really anything like that. So it's, like, it's just that little thing where it's, like, it almost makes you more sympathetic to him well right because it's like kind of trying to portray this like innocent side that he's genuinely like he's like genuinely trying to yeah. like adapt to society and like wants to do better and wants her there to to kind of anchor him yeah to the, like the real world exactly um so <laughs> and but you know eventually like it's the she tells him well um you know my friend like she has a boyfriend who lives there and like you know they have sex and they're loud it's a one bedroom she comes back to the house with like her luggage and is like i'm would rather stay here yeah and then she stays there and then the guy shows up like drunk and angry oh and he's yelling right he's yelling and you know you see you see him and then the guy like goes back in his like office and he's getting something and you see like he's like i'm packing up i'm leaving don't worry like a silhouette of someone quickly like run past the camera and then as the guy's like packing up someone comes in and with that same knife like slashes his like slashes cheek. him like like down the cheek and kills him but well he like yeah slashes his cheek and then like you know proceeds to stab yeah. him a bunch of times like pure psycho style yeah just a million like yeah. stabs and 
you know, at this point, like it's like the next day, he's um he's he's painting the motel all yellow, and the psychiatrist comes and is like, you know, what? Ha- why aren't you at work? And he's like, oh, oh I, I quit. quit. I quit my job so I, I can work this on be the motel. Yeah, because I fired the guy, yeah. so I'm gonna work on this um, because it's better for me. And then he, you know, the psychiatrist meets meets the girl, um, and then after this, he, the psychiatrist goes to the police and is like can you like look into this woman like the girl i want to know like yeah and he's also like hey just uh, you know as a as a safety precaution oh because at this point also watch norman he is he knows that like norman's getting notes like threatening notes right and he's also getting phone calls Right, so he's like, he, he has the sheriff watch Norman and, like, pretty much everyone that Norman's yeah. interacting And he's with. like, can you, like, tap his phone? The sheriff says no. I mean, he's not a criminal. Like, we can't do anything yet. Um, when it also shows that, like, I guess they're trying to show that this sheriff is also pretty sympathetic to yeah. Norman He's giving as him well. He's yeah. giving him, like, the benefit of the doubt. Yeah. So, um, just because he's like, oh, yeah, I'll watch over. I, I'll watch him and yeah. see if anything happens. And then I'll watch this woman. Um, so... And then Norman's painting the house. Still painting. And then... He starts, like, seeing someone in the window. You see, like, the window just kind of... Like, the curtains just kind of wave a little. And he's still painting. He looks back and you see the curtain, like, like someone opens it. And you see someone looking exactly like his mother. So he drops the paintbrush, goes in, like, goes up to the room, and it's, like... Fully decorated. Fully decorated. Every, like, everything is uncovered. Everything's it's, like around there's a note saying like, you know, that if that slut stays here one more night, like I'll kill her, all this stuff. Yeah, don't make me kill her or something like that. And then he runs up to the attic, looks around, sees nothing, and then the door locks. Door locks and then we get this shot where he like goes to like this window. Oh it, yeah, the cinematography in it's this movie great. I should mention right now because even this scene is really cool to watch. Well, it's just like it, you see him in the window, and then the camera like pans across the roof, and then looks like straight down, and you see these two teenagers like crawling in the basement. And then the camera like goes all the way down the house, right to them. Yep. And they crawl in the basement. You know, the guy lays out a like a dirty, <laughs> like dirty bedroll, and gets like a a fucking joint, starts smoking. Well, they, then they start making out, and they hear something, and she's like, did you hear that? He's like, oh, like... You're just stoned. Don't worry yeah. about it. And they start making out again, and then... Um, you hear more. And then he, like, gets up to go inspect it, and she's, like, trying to, like, look around. Yeah. And you see, like, the boots. And then, like, the the girl, like, gets out the window, and she's like, come on, you, we need to go. And, like, you see the like whoever start attacking this start guy. attacking this guy and and like he tries to get up on the window and the window like slams down on his fingers and so he like he like gets knocked back yeah and then he just stabs just stab, stabbed stab. to death and then you see like his fingers like run down the glass like running the dust down and then it's like norman gets woken up right it was so yeah the the girl that they they were making she, with, she, she runs away yeah. she she runs away it shows like her actually escaping um which will come in important yes. later um so norman like is like sleeping and wakes up and the girl is there and he's he opens the door and now the door the attic door 
opens and he's like she's like what are you doing up here it's like oh it was locked um i couldn't get out and she looks and she's like, like there's no keyhole there's no keyhole like, like how are about? you locked and then he's like no I, I, someone was here mother's room was like so he yeah he runs to his mother's room and it's all covered up all rolled up again no, nothing there. there's no note nothing then there's a knock on the door and the cops are there and they're just asking questions of like you know what happened that we got a girl in the car that says you know someone killed someone her boyfriend. killed her boyfriend in the fruit cellar and you know everyone knows that's where he kept his mom yeah in the movie like that's where her corpse was Which they do um, mention because um yeah they go down there everything's very clean much cleaner than it was before well norman kind of visibly like upset upset about going into the fruit cellar because he's like i haven't been here like at all since since i've been back well and they open the door and it's like, completely clean like yeah. everything's just immaculately set yeah. and you know norman's kind of confused because he hasn't been down there yeah. since everything happened like 22 years exactly and so, you know he goes out to, with like the deputy and the girl stays there and the just talking with like the sheriff and he's like you know um that's what he tells her like you know the significances of this room this is where he kept his mom's corpse yeah um but they don't find any evidence well and she she claims that she cleaned it up yeah like a few days ago and he's like and norman's like like well, wait a minute so they go back upstairs and they're like well where were you and like norman tries to tell them they were, was gonna start telling them that he was locked in the attic but she says they were wandering the fields. They're walking around the fields. Yeah, she's she's covering up for him, and then, af- and then you get a scene of like the mom, um, the sister from the original movie. She's like hassling the sheriff, like, "What are you doing? Like, there's a, like, there's a dead person and all this stuff. Like, you have to arrest them." And he's like, she's "No, like, she's I bas- don't." She's basically like, "It's obvious Norman yeah. killed this kid, mm-hmm. so why aren't you doing anything about it? Like, you have to arrest them. Like, this is." it's over like yeah and he's like no i can't there's no evidence there's no proof there's nothing that... and he has an alibi yeah like it's perfect we can't do anything so it's like that night and he's norman's losing it because it's like all phone calls and all this shit and there's a great line where he looks at the girl and he's like oh god it's it's happening it's starting again isn't it mm-hmm. and she's like she's like okay i'll I'm going to get like some booze <laughs> and calm you down. So she goes down to the office of the ho- of the motel and goes in there and is looking around and you're like they're like building up the tension with the music and like what the fuck's going to happen? She turns on the light. And the sister from the original movie is there. When and she... you find out that they are mother and daughter. Yep, and they she's in cahoots. She's like, well, did he fall for the wind, like the window trick, basically? And she... no, she's basically they, they basically say like that they they closed him in the attic. Yes, they locked him in the attic. That they've been leaving the notes at the cat at the diner in the house. They made the mother's room up to be like perfect, and then they took everything away while he was up there. Like, They're trying to like get him to snap. She, the mother, in particular, is trying to get him to lose his shit again. Yeah, so he goes back and is never released yeah. ever again. But the girl is having, like, doubts, and she's saying, like, no, I don't think he's capable. Well, she wants to protect Norman yeah. now, because getting to know yeah. him, she's more sympathetic. She's sympathetic, and she thinks that 
number one, like she does, she does believe that he is cured or whatever you want to say. And that, you know, like the mom is going too far. Yeah. Which is a, I mean, it's a crazy, like, it's such a, well, it's weird. Cause he, I it's mean, such a unique idea for a sequel. On one hand, you can kind of get it. Cause Norman yeah. Bates did kill her fucking sister. Yeah. Like, he brutally murdered her sister. Yes. Like in cold blood. Like the yeah. sister did nothing wrong. Yes. <laughs> except for trying to escape a really shitty situation. Yes. <laughs> so. And it's like, I don't know, it's such an interesting idea for a sequel. But hey, I dig it. Um, But yeah, it's like you find out at this point that she is doing all this. But it's also like there's that feeling in your head of like, well, who. Well, but you also know yeah. that, like, basically these two women are not killing anyone. They're just trying to get Norman That's to... the thing, is, like, you think. Well, like... Maybe... You kind of think, not. like, maybe, like... Maybe he is crazy. Well, and it also makes you think, like, well... Who's, would, who's killing people? Would they lead to, like, killing people yeah. to prove that Norman was insane still? Like, mm-hmm. how far are they willing to go? Yeah. But how, how much do mm-hmm. they want Norman to snap? Like, it's, yeah. like... It's kind of, like cat and mouse where it's just yeah. like you have no idea who's who's doing what's what. actually happening but you know they're trying to drive him insane that's like the facts yeah. and you know that um you know norman is losing his grip on reality again yeah and you so. also um know that um there's that oh because the, the, this that is a great fucking scene where she the girl goes into like the mother's room um looking around Cause she f- sees like, oh yeah, no, she's um. Norman goes to the bathroom and flushes the toilet, and it starts bubbling like blood. Oh, this is like yeah. So she goes back and they're you know because like after the confrontation, the girl goes back to the yeah. house, and yeah, Norman goes to the bathroom and starts and flushes the toilet. And starts bubbling blood. There's blood coming out of the shower all this stuff and he's like and she comes up there and she's like cleaning up and he's like i i know i knew it i i I, I murdered this kid i killed the kid and i flushed the towel down the toilet and she's like what are you talking about like because she knows that they locked him in the attic yeah so she she's not gonna tell him that right but it's like she knows that and she's like no you didn't do that like stop it well she was even like you were locked in the yeah. attic there's no way you yeah. could have done but he's like well then maybe it's it's mother like it's all this stuff and she's like no mother's dead like it's it's great and then she as she's cleaning it up like he leaves you see him go downstairs and she's cleaning and you get like a little glint of light in like that peephole in the bathroom <coughs> and she like runs out and he's like norman like where are you he's like oh i'm, I'm downstairs well, and so she she goes into the, the mother's, room. mother's room and, like, starts looking around and she, like, takes off the picture frame. For the people. And she, like, looks in through it and you see another eye come Just through it. Just quickly come into view and she screams. Oh, she also has a gun at this point. And once, I mean, once Norman runs up, runs up there, sees it, she tells him about the eye and he sees that she, she has a gun and he's like, oh, that's... Like, Where'd you get a gun? He's like, I, he's like, I bet that's... Is that it's because of me? He's like, to, you're scared. Of he's me. like, be honest. Is that to yeah. use against me? Yeah, like you're scared of me. She tries to convince him it's not, but you clearly yeah. know it is. So <laughs> they end up like hiding in this like room, and she she like she goes to bed, and he like he's like 
she wakes up at him like standing over her with like a knife and you don't know like fuck is he gonna do she wakes up she ends up like comforting him as he like kind of talks about like how well he said like the only good memories he has with his like mother is toasted cheese sandwiches that's it and she's like oh you have to remember like think of the good memories he's like no he's like that's the only good one like all the they're all gone i only have bad memories and like she comforts him and again it's like one of those things where like you do feel it does make you feel bad yeah because again you're just like i have no idea it's not him maybe maybe it's him in the peephole i don't know who knows i i don't fucking know maybe it's don't know because she the girl thinks it's the mom well so my thing is i knew it wasn't the mom because why the fuck would a mom yeah peep on her daughter this is true in the bathroom but there is in this scene where a moment where she calls the mom at the hotel at the at the hotel the mom's staying at right and she's like um can i speak to so-and-so and they're like oh she's not in well and uh, you know and she immediately is like god damn it she's running around the house but the kind of, the thing that kind of made me think was like okay so like the mom wouldn't peep on her daughter obviously yeah. while taking a shower but that doesn't mean that she's not peeping on you know everything else going on in that yeah. bathroom yeah it's like you have so no it, was, idea. it might have been norman while she was taking a shower yeah. but then it could have been the mom every time out every other know? time yeah so and but you have at this point we have no idea and then it's it's the next day and there's a oh they um because when the mom confronted the sheriff one of the things she told him was check the swamp because if you see if you've seen the first cycle you know that he he dumped um the body well, it alludes, uh, so we, I mean, Psycho, there was only, what, one, I think, one death? I, I haven't watched it in so long, I can't remember. <sighs> they say seven in the in this movie, but I don't think it was On seven. On screen? That, I don't think it was seven. Two. That, yeah. I don't think it was seven that died in the movie. No. It but was, it alludes to, like, the yeah. mother has been kind of controlling Norman yeah. to do these murders for, like, seven people. Yeah. Yeah, in the first movie, it was two people on screen. Um, but the main one, the inf- infamous shower murder, he he puts her in her car and then basically sinks her in the swamp. Yeah, which is basically what happens here because they go to the swamp, they start digging in, they find a car. Um, now, we don't know and what's luggage. in... luggage. Yeah, so we, don't, it's, we it's, don't know what's in the car yet, but they bring Norman down to figure out what the luggage is. He's... He has an alibi for that too. Yeah, but they were like, "It's um, it's the lu- the luggage belongs to the guy who previously ran the hotel." Yeah, and they're still digging, and they find the car, and they're gonna like, they're gonna dredge that up. Well, they also, I, the sheriff also confronts the um, girl mm-hmm. in the scene and just says like, like you know, like I know your mom yeah. is like you know, I know who she, I know who I, she I know really who is. Are. I can't remember the yeah. For some reason, I can't remember the last name, but it is Loomis. Loomis. She's like, I know you're Loomis's like daughter. Mm-hmm. Like, there's no hiding it anymore. I looked into it. This is also when uh, his psychiatrist finds this out as well. He tells Norman. He basically spills the beans to him. Yeah. Tells him like, yeah, she is related to like so and so. They well, are messing with you. They're trying. They're pretending to be your mother, mm-hmm. and they're trying to mess with you to yeah. get you to snap again. Yeah. And Norman's like, no, like, my mom, my mother is communicating with me. He start, He also starts talking about his real mom. And this is when you're like, what? Um, when the psychiatrist is like, no, we're going to exhume 
like yeah. your mother's body. I'm going to prove to you that she's dead. That she's actually dead, which they actually do. They exhume the body. She's dead. Um, you think maybe he's back to reality. Well, yeah, but he he does keep mentioning his real mom. Yeah, and you're like, what the fuck? Because that's like one of the, at one of the times that he got a phone call. Apparently, like it was mentioned to him. <laughs> Another great thing about it is every time he gets a phone call, it's like you don't hear any other voice on the line well even like when sometimes when the woman um intercepts the phone calls she doesn't hear anything one on she doesn't the other hear anything. she's like there's nobody and online. she pretends at times pretends to be the mom to she's get like, him to hang, hang up, up the phone, the phone. Yeah. yeah and he confronts her like about all this stuff about how you know she's like the daughter of this and that and like starts talking more and more about his real mom there's where the fuck did they go okay so I, I think it's when they went to the swamp that the mom yeah so the original loomis woman so real quick um because the daughter goes to the hotel at one point and she argues with the mom like you have to stop doing this yeah and basically tells her like if you don't stop doing this like you'll be sorry blah 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 they have a big fight and they keep showing this hotel clerk like listening in like fuck is going on so that's done and then she the mom ends up going to the house the Bates house when there's nobody home Well, because they're at the swamp at yeah. the moment and she goes through the cellar mm-hmm. and she like um and the psychiatrist follows her right so, so she goes to the basement and the psychiatrist is falling close behind but isn't like right behind her mm-hmm. And she opens the cellar door, and then you see, like, she, like, uncovers a rock where there's a knife, a wig, and, and a, dress. a dress. To look exactly like Mother. And she's looking through it, and then you just see somebody dressed up exactly like that. Yep. Come up behind her. She looks up, and, like, <laughs> this is, I mean, 80s prosthetics are fucking awesome. I, I, this was so unexpected well, the first time I saw this. Well, because up to this point, the deaths have been fairly tame right it's just yeah it's just someone like repeatedly stabbing someone it's 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 been more bloody than the first one but so far nothing crazy well nothing like you know decapitation or anything like you know super like extreme except for this one scene and then you get to this scene and this is one of those things so you see the knife raise up and then it just like swings down. She's screaming. You see it like go through her throat and like split her chin open. Like, yeah. And you see it come out the back of her head. Yeah. All like with classic prosthetics. Yeah. Like splits her chin, goes all the way back to the back she's of her just, head. And she's just like choking on her it's own blood. so great. And like seeing that in a psycho movie it's is so excessive. Insane. I love it. <laughs> like they didn't have to go that hard, but they did. But that's why it's so fucking great to make like an '80s sequel to something like that because you just know they couldn't resist. No, they had to. Have, they had to just have one banger fucking murder scene. That's that's fine because we do get another one. Um, there's um, because after this happens, like the psychiatrist shows up there. He's looking around. He can't find anything. Norman shows up too, and they're looking around like the basement. And he tells him like, "Yeah, I followed her here. Like she." she's been pretending to be your mother, all this stuff. And he again, keeps talking about like, no, she can't be because I know my real mother. And 
as after they leave the basement, you see like it pans up to like there's like all these like bits of coal in in like a corner. And you see the mother's face. And it's her face like just buried under all the coal. Um but the guy is like telling him, like, if I prove to you like that, you know, that Miss Loomis and her daughter are the ones doing all this, like, will you drop it? Will yeah. You drop this stuff about like your real mother and all this. And he's like, yeah. He's sure. like, yeah, of course. And so the psychiatrist goes back to the parlor yeah. um, in the hotel and um, all this while, like the daughter's trying to like get in touch with the mother mm-hmm. again. And then. Like what? She, like what freaks her out? I so can't remember. She shows up, um, and she's at the house, and Norman's still like on on edge. And then they get the phone call, and it's the psychiatrist. And he says, "Like, listen, this is where she's been calling from. I can prove to you that this is like, yeah, the the phone." But then Norman starts, and this is where it gets very mind fucky because Norman immediately starts being like, "Okay, mother." Like, thank you. And just, like... Well, like, so the the woman gets frustrated. Yeah. So she goes downstairs and uncovers the rock and, like, dresses up as his mom. As his mom. And, like, show him. Goes up and is, like... it's all, like... It's, like, just get off the phone. Like, I'm your mother. You have to get off the phone. And he's, like, talking. He's still talking on the phone. And there's a great fucking part where he's, like... He's not talking to anybody. Like, there's nobody on the line. But he's, like pretending to talk to his real mother he's like no i mary like M- mary it's the girl and he's like no her name's mary she's nice and he's like no i won't i, I can't won't. do that i can't kill her i can't kill her and like well and then you see the psychiatrist like he's hung up and like gone off yeah. back to the he's uh, already gone off yeah go back to the the house yeah and so he like starts coming at her because she's on the she goes up to the upstairs phone like yelling at him like get off the phone all this stuff and you see him walk up behind he's like i knew it i knew it but she has the knife well and he she like she like you know pushes the wig off and like opens the dress and is like it's me it's me like what's going on and then like he like comes at her and she's like hiding somewhere Mm -hmm. and you see the door like behind her open and like someone like startles her and you can see it's the psychiatrist and she stabs him she stabs him and and then he like stumbles back he falls over the railing falls over the railing through this little like uh like gap in the stairs and then like lands (laughs) the he lands on the knife in his chest and it just the knife like lands on the banister of like the uh, separate stairs and like stabs the knife in further into his chest cavity it's fucking great and he just like collapses dead on the floor and norman sees it and he's like he's like you did it again mother like like, you did did i can't believe you're doing this and he's like it's fine i'll protect you she, like, starts running towards the cellar and, like, you know, stabbing him. Well, she she starts, like, he's, like, coming at her and she's, like, stabbing at him because she's, like, freaking like, out. She, like, stabs his hands, his chest a couple times. And again, you see, like, like knife going into, like, prosthetic hands and stuff. But he's, like, no, I'll protect you. Like, I'll always protect you and all this stuff. And she's, like, still, like, no, like, stop. So she's almost backed into the cellar. The she fruit, looks around. The, the fruit cellar, and she looks around, and, like, the he stumbles on the coals. And they fall and the, over. They, they crumble over, and you see her dead mother. 
And she's and like, you she, did this. You killed her. Then she freaks out and, like, tries to go after Norman as the sheriff. <laughs> this <laughs> ending is just insane. Because, like, the, the police get there right as she's going after him. To Dressed stab as him. his mother. Dressed as his mother. And they shoot her. Because she, she's about to stab him. And they shoot her. And that's that. And you're just sitting there like. Wow. Holy shit. But it's but still you not still, over. You still have unanswered questions. So but don't But there's still like 10 worry. minutes of movie. So. Hmm. So they go, they go back to the police station. And Norman's just sitting there with his hands bandaged, bandaged up. And he's just, like, not talking, and you see, like, the guy at the hotel, he's giving a statement saying, like, yeah, like... Well, he's like, yeah, they were, like, they were saying they were going to do some Mm -hmm. stuff, and, like, they were arguing the whole time. So, like, you know, you have, like, 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 motive and stuff like that, so... The sheriff's saying, yeah, like, her and the mom killed everybody, they were just trying to make Norman go insane, just trying to push him (laughs) over the edge, all this kind of stuff. Um, And so he's released, but you're still, like... They're still like well, because he kept even moving. mentioning to the psychiatrist about his real mother, like yeah, and that's that question's yeah. still there. But you just see, like he goes back, you know, he's all bandaged up. He puts some coal in the fire. And he's in this, and he's in the kitchen, and you see that like there's like two sets of plates and silverware. And then you get a shot of some old woman coming up the steps to the house, and you know she knocks on the door and comes in, and it's um. I, 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 I swear I could be fucking going insane, but I, I swear to God, it's the woman from the diner. Oh, might again, have been, yeah. No, I, think about I swear it, yeah. it looks exactly like the woman from the diner. But she comes in, you know, they introduce and all this stuff, and I, th- there's even more, like, f- kind of funny moments because he's like, oh, I don't have much, but uh, you want a toasted cheese sandwich? And then, of course, you know, he goes, she, he's getting some tea, and, of course, he grabs the... Well, he's like, he's, she's like no thank you and he's like do you want some tea and she's like oh yes please and then my another thing i love is very conveniently the the, the shovel that he used to shovel up the coal is just sitting well because she's she's in like oh you were expecting me and he's like well i was expecting I, I someone. someone yeah i didn't know who but she shows up and you're just like what the fuck is gonna happen because she starts talking reveals that yeah she is actually his mother well, and she, like, had, like, mental issues that of her own. The um, mother, who we thought was his mother, was his, was her sister. Um, she had Norman out of wedlock, and she is the one who had, she had mental issues of her own. She was institutionalized, so he grew up with the other woman and all this stuff. And she tells him that, like, she was watching the whole time and that it was her. That killed. That killed everyone well and she's like well i couldn't let them just like hurt you like i i had to i had to, to, I, had to I had to protect you in any way i could and so you like you know that like she's killed everyone and as just, she's like sip she starts to sip the tea and he just kind of stands there with like this shit eating look on well, his he face. like stands like right behind her so you're just like oh my god but then he picks up the shovel well because she starts like <laughs> collapsing and just i guess to get the job done he just picks up the shovel and just like, just slams it so hard you into her see, head. You see, grannies get owned in this movie. Like he smashes her head with that shovel so hard that it breaks the chair, and she like falls over like dead and shaking. I was not expecting that. And you're just like, what the fuck? He, 
like it is such a loud like hard hit well, it's, it's insane just, yeah because there's no like edit it's just he stands there he picks up the shovel and just fucking wallops her in one in one shot and <sighs> and then he like carries her body up the stairs and you have that great fucking like shot from like the top it's like one of those like dollhouse like um, yeah, shots it's, yeah, it's where a, it's like they make the house look like a dollhouse almost. Yeah, they they put the camera like up way up high, and you just see him carry her body into the mother's room, and he's like, like "I'll put you to bed." He's like, "You must be tired, mother. I, I'll I think I'll put you to bed." And she's I'll like, even say your prayers, and then like as soon as he crosses into the room, it, well, and it doesn't like cut. No, right? It just stays there because it's like it's like I'm, and then you hear the mother's voice like i'm not tired put me by the window i want to watch you and like all this stuff and like go run the hotel well she's like what are you doing like how do you yeah. think we're gonna earn money how do you think we're gonna keep up this place and you better not bring any like women around and all this stuff and then you see the fucking bates motel sign turn on with the vacancy well and then you get this fucking just lit like just such a fucking metal like fucking scene. <laughs> no, I the the last, the fucking like the last, last shot, shot of this is the is most like... metal fucking thing I've <laughs> it, ever seen. It in literally looks like a fucking metal cover. <laughs> it does because you get the fucking Bates house with the window with one fucking light and, on, the, and, on and, the and window, a figure in the window and a figure in the window and then Norman Bates just standing over the fucking staircase with like the thunder and the thunder clouds and in the like back. clouds coming in like it's just it's so fucking cool fucking awesome <laughs> and then just cut to credits it's oh that ending is so satisfying I really liked it I did not expect to like this as much as I did because I had never I no one talks about this movie. to be honest I had not no one talks about it so much that like you forget it exists i didn't really know it existed exactly like i had no idea i knew there was some maybe some psycho sequels but i didn't know like how many what they were yeah. about like i had no idea i think it's just that thing where like because the first movie is so iconic that it like overshadows it and the fact that it this came out during like the slasher kind of boom i think people just kind of forget that like this is part of that boom of 80s slashers yeah well and it's kind of crazy that it's like a, a soft reboot before those were even like a big thing yeah because those didn't happen like super often no i mean they happened a little bit like you'd get like in the 80s you get a lot of like remakes of stuff that was in like the 60s yeah like the thing yeah um, like so but you'd get like they'd be like remakes enough where it was like they were almost completely different movies. No, they were point. because they were taking movies that were like kind of like fifties, kind of cheesy movies, but they were making them like these like fucking horrifying yeah. R-rated like modern horror. But like stuff like this didn't happen very yeah. often that I know of at least. But this where it's like you actually take a film from the sixties. And you actually like move it forward twenty three years, with like the same timeline and everything, with like same characters and all that, but modernized. What I like about this one though is like I think that's like the the thing I kind of dislike about a lot of these like reboots. A lot of them are just like so just like oh remember this remember yeah. when this happened in this other movie it's like it's so like 
trying to nostalgia bait you that it just it ends up being just hokey yeah. and like just you can tell it's a money grab half the time what i love about this is that it's 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 very i mean for, first of all um i the, i think the easiest thing to do would have been i love the soundtrack to this movie the, there's like a main theme that plays through this that's like very like almost tragic and i fucking love it because the easiest thing to do would have been for them to just fucking ape the music yeah. from Psycho 1. But I love the fact that they made up a, a brand new soundtrack for this. Yeah, no, um, I, I... The only thing they did ape from the first one is, like, the first scene, but that that was relevant. That's literally the scene. Um, yeah. Other than that, like, I love how independent it is. Because mm-hmm. it's like, you could watch this... You could watch this without watching the first one. You get enough context that you have no, you you know exactly what's going on. Yeah, you know what's happening. Like the biggest thing that you need to know is who the woman in the shower was that died, and they show you that right away. Yeah. But the rest of it, it's very. There's no nostalgia baiting. There really isn't. No, and that's what I like about it. That they don't. It's its own thing. Like it is very much. I don't know. There's just something I love about the fact that it's a movie. It's a it's a sequel made years after the fact, but it's very much set in its own time. This could have been a standalone film and been fine. Like it is, whereas like like Psycho One is very much a movie from 1960. This is very much a movie from 1983. Like there's no yeah. like 60s throwbacks. Right. You know? There's none of that. It's very much a 1983 modern well this is like what i want from like a reboot right it's like its own its own thing but still knows its roots well that's another thing i love is uh but don't like always like you don't have to like pander to the original fans What, what i love is that i think any good sequel what you have to do is number one i think it has to you have to move the characters forward and this does that yeah um i think it like making Norman Bates into like an almost like sympathetic victim is unique and it is moving the story forward and turning the sister from the original movie into like an almost like a, a vengeance hungry, like crazy woman is also that's pushing the story forward. I mean, another good example of this, like kind of a more modern one that I really enjoyed was, um, the, was Dr. Sleep. Yeah. You know, The Shining and Doctor Sleep, very right. different movies, completely separate, like from decades apart, decades yeah. apart, but still connected enough that like it makes for it enhances mm-hmm. the original as it much does. as it enhances the sequel by yeah. having watched the original. Yeah, because that's you watch what, both. You sh- it shouldn't it should enhance both your viewing experiences. Yes, like this one, like Psycho Two. It's like. Does it enhance it if you've watched the original Psycho? Yes, because yeah. you get more context of what's going on and where the characters are at. Yeah, but it also enhances this, like, it enhances the original because you know where it kind of leads to. Yeah, and you know that the people who made the sequel respect the original. Yeah, then that's why, kind of what I think with like Doctor Sleep and The Shining. Yeah. I don't know, like a lot of people didn't. I mean, I'm, I know there's a lot of people that yeah. didn't like Doctor Sleep, but I thought that was a good example of like. Yeah kind of bringing that into modern day and doing like a soft reboot mm-hmm. sequel to something that was decades in the past, but doing it right. Speaking of doing it right, you know what I appreciate, Will? I'm not going to mention names here, but um, one of the things that people um, talk about a lot recently with certain movies 
is uh, subverting expectations. Yes. And um, I think a lot of the assumption is all it takes to subvert expectations is to just make old characters do stupid shit or write them stupid. And what I like about this is that it does subvert your expectations, but it subverts them because the people who made the movie actually knew what they were doing yeah well and kind of gave a shit about it they give they give a shit about the original it doesn't feel like they're just doing it to get money yeah they're not just like shitting all over the legacy of psycho this is a fucking million times better than the fucking remake like so much better dude the remake i don't even know how you can make a shot for shot remake of something and it's like a million times worse than your source material yeah oh sorry I, my bad. They added clouds. There was clouds. Lots, though. lots of clouds. During the shower scene, you had clouds. <laughs> you had lots of clouds. Okay. You, that makes sense for whatever reason. I, I, I don't. I still really don't get the significance. I don't really care to understand artsy fartsy I, bullshit. I don't really care to understand the concept of the clouds because I, I I hate that movie. No, it's um. I, no but anyway this is not a review of uh the The remake remake. of psycho we'll get to that um how would you rate this shitty to pretty i i don't know you know i i adore this movie um i respect it so much do you want to give your hot take oh my hot take was um (laughs) there are things about this movie i like more than the first one um namely the fact that the first one is fucking is a fucking amazing movie Mm -hmm. but some of the acting outside of like anthony perkins and the sister it's very uh leave it to beaver put it that way yeah it does kind of feel like a like a 50s sitcom it's and i get it i mean it is the Uh, maybe that was the intention but it was not i get that it's 1960 and like it is what it is but i do think this movie as far as that goes is a lot more cohesive and I'm sorry, I, I love my slashers. I love my body counts. And um, I, I'm sorry, I love seeing grandmas get fucked up. And this movie gives me that. Well, I mean, you know, I love the first Psycho as well. Yeah. Uh, I, I, honestly, I don't think it's even near Hitchcock's best. It's up there for me, but, but... it does. Th- there is that thing where the like Anthony Perkins is so good in that movie that you watch it and you like whenever someone who's not Anthony Perkins is off screen, you almost like forget the fact that like the other, the rest of the acting is kind of not quite up to it. Well, I only say that it's like nowhere near because like, you know, say what you will about it, but like my favorite one is vertigo. Right. And then North by Northwest, you got like, you, you got a t- just a huge library of yeah. like just Bangers. amazing movies. Banger. And after so banger. like, like Psycho is an incredible movie, but how do you pit it up against those? Like for yeah. me, I wouldn't say it's like even near his best, but mm. it is like top five. Yeah, you know Hitchcock movies, obviously. Right. So, um, <clears throat> but it's like you know Vertigo is like it, it, nothing can come close to exactly. Vertigo for me. So, oh, the other hot take is uh, and this I know this is something. This is something that wasn't. I don't think it was originally supposed to be in the movie, but in the first Psycho. Because the ending of the first cycle is fantastic, except for one thing. One thing. There's that five-minute fucking scene where they have the psychiatrist come in 
And oh, yeah. Everyone knows this because if you've seen the movie, you know this because the movie yep. just grinds to a halt. Is the psychiatrist comes in and step by step, like you're watching a 50s TV show, explains what's wrong with Norman Bates. And it's just like the movie just slows to a crawl. But it's like, I'm. It's just one of those things that it feels like a studio was like, hey, Hitchcock. You, you need have to, to put this in the movie because people be stupid. It was kind of like hand-holding. Whereas uh, like, I appreciate that this doesn't bother. Yeah. I don't know. I guess because it's the 80s and no one gave a fuck. And people were just doing so much cocaine that they were willing to release insanity like this. But it, it doesn't have that. So, like, I do... There are bits of this movie that I do like more. Yeah. I would agree. Um, I think she did pretty. I'd honestly probably give this, like, a 9 or a 10. I'd give um, it a 10. I think ten is a good a good way. I like. I don't know. Like, it's just sheer. Like, just just really good. Like, it's just a fucking. It doesn't deserve to be on this podcast. It's a fucking damn good thriller. Like, that's it. Really is. Like, so I think a ten is yeah. Ten is definitely a good, um, like rating. Just because like, it's almost shocking to me that like when you like when you go to like the store, to like or wherever, and like you you like look for Psycho that they don't like sell this with it. You know what I mean? Right. Well, it kind of like, they treat it almost like it's like this, like that this doesn't exist. Like don't, don't worry about the sequels to psycho. Yeah. Like they, they're, they're, they're horrible. Yeah. And it's just like, but you know, that's, <laughs> that's why this podcast exists. Yep. Will is so you can watch psycho too and know, and you can have that little smug bit of your brain. That's like, yeah, I know what's I've watched good. It. I've seen Psycho too. And if you're listening to this right now and you like Psycho, um, I would just just check it out. Give it a try. Really, like I don't think you'll be disappointed. If you are, I mean, it's not like you know, it's, it's not the end of the world. It's not the end of the world. If you are disappointed, that's just your opinion. But I mean, we're giving ours opinions. I'll be honest. If so. you've liked a lot of the movies that we've liked. You probably will like this movie. Yeah. I don't see how you wouldn't like this. And and honestly, if you do like the first Psycho, like it is a kind of like a slow burn, but it's like methodical enough and like once kind it of like gets the tension yeah. builds enough that it it pays off. And it the keeps end. going. No, yeah. this is um, this is a good way to do a slow burn. Yeah, because it it ratchets up. Like the last forty thirty minutes is literally like it goes like fucking insano style, nonstop. Yeah, just like. It's murder after murder. It's just insanity and like Norman Bates just snapping and you're just sitting there like, what the fuck's going to happen? Who's going to get fucking hurt? Like, yeah, I like this one. It's a good one. Uh, go check it out if you get the chance. Um, we had to rent it on Amazon. Um, really good quality. Oh, um, like really high HD. You can buy it on there if you want to. It looks fucking great. Um, it looks really good. Um, that's where we rented it. I'm sure there's other places you could rent it, but that's where we rented it. So if you want to check it out, Psycho 2, really good movie. Definitely recommend it. And, uh, yeah, that's about it. I think that's it. So, uh, for They Mostly Come Out at Night, this has been Will. This has been Alex. And we will talk to you all later. Bye-bye. Bye-bye now. Bye-bye, folks. Bye-bye. Ugh. <laughs> Why didn't you stop the podcast? We really got together, didn't we? <laughs> <laughs>